and we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because uh, we like coffee here a lot. No, it's not decaf because that's just sad brown water. Tea drinkers, too. The lottie. Except for Kermit. You get a pass. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes a journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. Uh, you can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. S-H-U-J-I-N. You'll forgive me. I need a hit of caffeine into my face because I'm not going to have Joey do it because we we know how that would end. Poorly. What? Nothing. I mean, nothing. Go ahead. Would it involve tanks by chance or, it, or possibly a ship off a coastline? It, it would involve velocity and mass. It would, inv- it would involve an IV and a needle of a potentially extreme gauge. I'm, oh, I remember one of those. I, I, I've donated blood many times. No, Tech, I, I think he, when he's talking in, in oversized gauge, I, I think he's thinking Vulcan, but I could be wrong in this case. Some, some of you know what I'm talking about. From the Midwest to the U.S. tonight. Bridget, good to have you back. Good to be back. It's about to get really, really, really cold here. Yeah. Kind of great. Yeah, well, just a little off to the right. Joey, hi. Hello. Uh, continuing on over to the uh, coastline where, uh, yeah, I'm not expecting there to be any snow for a while, considering how things are heating up on Renault Tech. Good morning. Good morning. No, we had, um, interestingly enough, yesterday we had a whole bunch of rain right about at the end of the day. And then today we got just a flurry of snow and it's been sunny. And I, I blame the Trumpicans. You know, they keep opening their mouth and they keep heating up the atmosphere. Yeah, well, I mean, it is, you know, it is the capital. I mean, that, that happens anyway. It's just more so. And over the water, over the pond, and dropping down into Paris, Joseph. Good morning. Good morning. You get you got you got your coffee too, don't you? Oh God, yeah. <laughs> See, man, who knows. Manor knows. So I actually have hot chocolate today. You know what? I, I got a scoop of hot chocolate Ooh. in this too, because I mean I, I, I haven't had hot chocolate. I in in all of twenty twenty, I think I had it once. <laughs> and I just realized it's like I want a cup of hot chocolate. Sujin's got a steaming cup of hot water at his desk. It'd take me two minutes to get that steaming hot cup of water. I should do the same thing. Okay. That's why I was almost late. No, that's 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 perfectly fine. As an aside to that, by the way, and you're going to see where this all comes together again. For those of you who are watching live, of course, thank you. Over in the live chat, I'm going to specifically point out Stephanie over there, and I'll tell you why in a second, and Felis, also over there. Hi. Hi, ladies. Yeah, the reason I'm specifically pointing out uh, for Stephanie is that uh, if you get a uh, if you get a hot water electric cauldron over there, yeah, that sucker works a treat. Do you know why? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? I'll tell you why. Because they use 220, 220 volts. volts. And, mate, you wouldn't – I mean, you want to go ahead and talk about uh, uh, the dead parrot sketch with uh, a boiling kettle? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
One here the, in the U.S., it takes a little while. A little bit. One of the most interesting things I've seen is a friend of mine who has one of those tiny home setups, mm-hmm. kind of like, as like a trailer that he tows around. It basically a Vardo. It's kind of neat. Yeah. He has he has hot water in it. The way he has it is he's got this old like early 1900s Soviet uh, coffee pot thing that you basically stick a little cake of Sterno in the bottom of it. It heats up the water and it's got a little spigot on it to uh, uh, give you the water. And he uses that as his hot water basin for washing up and whatnot. That works. That works. I mean, it's not stupid. No, it's not like the... U.S. Army guys that would use C4 and just little slivers so that they could heat up their MREs. I mean, it's not like anybody would do that. That would be wrong. No, sorry, it wasn't C4. It was um, Claymores, wasn't it? Well, C4 was in the Claymore, wasn't oh. it? I forget who it was. We talked about that at one point. I think the the neat one I saw was a water heater designed for people who were going camping and had no electricity. And so it basically used solar energy um, because of the type of the packaging the container was made out of. <laughs> so it was a solar sh- shower. But the problem is, it's like, when was the last time? I mean, you took a really long shower in the woods. This thing's not that big. <laughs> it's not supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> you, but, you're going to get some stuff off, but it's not going to be that great. Well, Better than nothing. Yeah. Better than a cold lake. Yeah, that's true. Unless you end up with a with a with a sword thrown at you from it, that doesn't happen over here in the U.S. Though, does it? Watery bins going around passing out swords—not a means. <laughs> Sorry, you know, with with everything else, I, I I'll I'll take it. Yeah, seriously, if somebody like if there was like a real sword in the stone, I mean, if that legend were true, and in the middle of somewhere in Europe, there was a sword. Everybody knew it. Nobody could pull it out. No amount of technology, pneumatics, nothing could ever separate it. And somebody came along, pulled it out. Uh, compared to what we've got in most of these countries, I'm, I'm, I'm all ears. <laughs> and, you know, it's good that this legend started a long time ago. Because if this legend had started a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, pulling a lightsaber out of a sword, uh, out of a, out of a stone, really not that difficult. Just saying. Uh, not necessarily, because according to the books, to power the lightsaber required a f- user to actually be force sensitive because you had to guide the energy. Sure, there was the, the the electronics and everything else, but not just anybody could use a lightsaber. Am I the only one that's going to go ahead and say, nerd? One of my relatives has every single book on Star Wars ever written. I don't. And it's not me. I'm not referencing myself. I so no. I'm not the biggest nerd. I might be the biggest. I might be a nerd in this room. You know, I, at this point, I don't know if you're bragging or complaining, so I'm just going to leave that one there. You, you can't have a conversation with the person about Star Wars because you... And, and the force? Yeah. Well, that's just microscopic bacteria living in your bloodstream. I'm not going to say anything anymore because reasons... <laughs> We're not going to do this. So, 
how about I just get everything rolling because Lord knows we got a we got a lot of vitriol that's gonna go spewing around over here, and that's almost it. By the way, I, did, did you guys already see what Stephanie wrote? Being a Viking reenactor has one advantage: lots of furs and warm clothing. Um, there's a joke I would make right now, but unfortunately, in the current uh, social climate of the last few years, it would probably get me demonetized, blocked, and probably get my uh, windows bricked. So, what you're loosely saying is that you don't want to be doing community theater reenactment of the Conan cask- the Barbarian? No, the cask of Montiago. Um, nerd. Close enough. <laughs> Literary nerd. <laughs> okay. There, there's a joke. There's an old joke of Vikings who, uh, you know, the proper uh, process of events that's supposed to happen during a Viking raid. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're supposed to follow that order and not deviate from it because then you go into some very sketchy, dark territory. I think I remember it as uh, very specifically three items at yes, the top yes, of the list. Yes, 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 yes. I know what you're talking about. And you, and you can see why in the current climate, probably not the best idea to bring up that freaking joke. Yeah. Yeah, we'll deal with all that. So let's uh, – how, how about I get everything rolling while you guys get yourselves ready for the uh, horrible scopes and you guys can uh, figure out um, – uh, just how much we're going to have to deal with all that. So uh, let me get you rolling over here. So with five minutes on the clock for tonight, your five-minute freestyle starts right now. E-O-L. I think I've used this one before. Those of you that remember the uh, the movie Tron, at least the first one, E-O-L, end of line. Now, I'm not referencing a computer term in this case exactly, but I am referencing several items simultaneously. It's the end of the line for the Trump administration, regardless of what they want to go ahead and say or try to do. Which also reminds me, I just saw a headline that said that Rudy Giuliani is going to be his defense lawyer and they're going to be arguing voter fraud, which has worked oh so well with a track record of 0 and 60 at this point. Way to go. And a line also, because I'm referencing a five-minute freestyle that I covered some years ago. I actually went looking for it. I couldn't find it in particular. It was, it's buried somewhere about three, four years ago at this point. But I know full well that most of the hosts that are on right now remember it. I know full well that tech does in particular. I had specifically referenced and told people to get yourself a get yourself a pen and paper because I'm gonna have we're gonna have a quiz in a little while. And I gave everybody grid coordinates on a map. Now there are gonna be some people that are probably not remembering this, but I do. I specifically gave the coordinates so that you could pull it up on Google Maps where the literal 
end of the line for the rail lines in Germany ended at the concentration camps. I didn't say it outwardly at the time because I just wanted people to just go ahead and take a look for themselves and probably infer from what I was saying at the time. But at the time, I warned you. I warned us all. We knew what was going to be coming. We knew what was happening. We knew how this was going to play out. And I told you. I told you. We warned you. And I know for well, there are a bunch of people right now who are just like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I was, I, was, I was right there with you. Yeah, I know. I know. And there's a bunch of you out there right now, probably only a few, because, I mean, we don't get that many people pay attention to us. But there are going to be a few of you who are just like, no, nah, man, that's, no, that's, that's not the same thing that happened. I mean, we're not talking about Nazi Germany here. This is America. This kind of thing doesn't happen here. Except it happened here. You were warned. You had warning signs years ago. I went ahead and did an entire five minutes to explain just how bad it was going to be. And what happened in the interim? We had people who literally escaped from Nazi Germany. Went ahead and told you, this is what happens. This is how it happened. We've had people that were liberated from those camps. Went ahead and told you, these are the numbers on my wrist. It shows you where I came from. This is what happened. This is the same thing that happened. We have Arnold Schwarzenegger from Austria, born shortly after the war, who went ahead recently put out a video explaining to everybody how how bad it was and what we should be looking at and what we should be expecting. You were warned. We all had proper warning. But the problem is some people didn't bother to take it to heart. It's, he's going to learn to be better. He's going to learn his lesson. He's going to be come presidential, he's going to finally sound like, oh, look at that, a weekend, he's finally, he's finally got his presidential voice down. <laughs> no. You don't have that change. Something like that, that's been ingrained, that you haven't grown out of in 20, 30, 40 years, 50 years? Nah, man. That's not something that changes in a week. Can it change after a while? Sure. Eventually, it changes. Ideals change. But unfortunately, sometimes, those changes have to come at the end of the line. Sometimes that end of line is when an entire generation finally dies off. Then real change really starts to happen. Episode 345 on the docket, Your Honor, Accountability Before Reconciliation, which is actually a shorter title than what I originally wanted to put. Originally, I wanted to put we, period, do, period, not, period, negotiate, period, with, period, terrorists, period. Anybody that's been watching uh, my 
Twitter feed, the holy crap Twitter feed, you will have seen that as a reply to many groups where they've been talking about what's been going on. And, you know, it's funny enough. Every once in a while, somebody picks it up and they're just like, yeah, I remember everybody used to yell and scream this. Why the hell not? Why not bring it back? Because let's face it, if we're going to chant something, it should be something worthwhile. So, yeah, we're going to talk about what's going on with the Capitol, but it's far and away more than just that, because we've got too many different things that happen, and the biggest one, of course, as I put into the show notes, the Roman Catholic Church is one of the worst of them all. So we'll see about all that. Meanwhile, uh, Stephanie, yes, uh, I agree. Uh, Schwarzenegger's video was, it was good. I, I don't have any other way of putting it. It was, it was really, really good. Being able to hear the man who was the boy at the time who grew up with and saw what was going on and then came over in the, what was it? Mid seventies. I think it was when he, when he came over, he knew his family knew. So yeah. Anyway, with that out of the equation, let's go ahead to take care of the horrible scopes. And we will uh, work from here. Oh, uh, as an aside, because I uh, I had kind of forgotten about it last time out. Uh, did you go looking up information on Rafe Badawi? Nothing new has come out. As of the recording of tonight's show, it has now been eight years, seven months since Rafe was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our hopes, our thoughts are still with you and your family. We are still waiting. So let me go ahead and get everything rolling. And, Wait, uh, hold on. Yes, I think I caught a typo, and I just want to verify with you. Uh, if you scroll down to Cancer Moonchild, where you're talking about pizza in the homes, I think that's supposed to be hopes, right? Because I believe that's, I have I'm no idea reading. what you're talking about. <laughs> so, for those of you, <laughs> just wanted to check. Those of you that do know what your astrological signs are, cool. Those of you that don't, ask your device to roll a d12 and make it up as you go along. Doesn't matter. If you want a better one, by the way, feel free to go ahead and bribe us. It might work. I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. But get you rolling, Aries. Buy the one you love some flowers this week, even if that someone is you. Just don't go overboard, or the person behind you in the line is going to ask what you're apologizing for. There is a story behind that. Ask me about it sometime. All Bridget. Right. Better stock up on muscle relaxants and pain medications on Monday. You'll throw out your back eating a taco this week. That food truck will be there for hours. Stop rushing to get there on a snow slick parking lot. Gemini. Stump all you want, but you won't get your way. Once karma sees your temper tantrum, you'll be in a cosmic timeout while everyone else enjoys free ice cream and unicorn rides, which might work in your favor. Nothing uh, says if that means people ride the unicorn or if it's the other way around. Ow. <clears throat> Cancer moon child. <clears throat> no one makes eating noises quite like you. Slurping hot Japanese noodles is well and good in a Japanese setting. 
but slurping pizza in the hopes of not scalding the roof of your mouth will be a multi-line failure. Joseph, you're muted. Uh, there you are. Always doing that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, Leo, you have our permission to tell everyone who says you have no sense of direction to piss off. You can at least tell up and down apart. Unless it's Sunday morning, then it's more floor and not floor. Some people had a good time with that one. Virgo, the Italian in you will start asserting itself this week. Buy a full-length of floor mirror and learn how to part your back hair on the left. You can't stop back hair from growing, but you can at least work with it and appear classy. That's wrong. That's wrong. See, you, you say that. Rich. Oh, sorry, multitasking and I'll suck at it. <laughs> No, 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 too easy, too easy. Let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. go, 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 go from go, go, the damn, that was great. <laughs> now, which one are we on again? Libra. You're on Libra. <laughs> okay, the stars have told us about a neat job for you to try out for roadkill cleanup manager. The downside is you have no staff. So all the duties and responsibilities fall squarely on your head. The upside is you can finally afford a big deep freeze cooler to put all that smear meat into. And I'd also say that what's the downside of having no staff? I like to work alone. Just saying. Well, there is also a positive, which is, I mean, all the food you get at that point is already pre-grilled, so it's all good, right? Right. Hey, the Roadkill Cafe really was a thing. Yeah, there was a restaurant called the Roadkill <laughs> Cafe. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm just gonna sit right here, and I'm not. There was <laughs> actually a documentary of a family that figured out how to tell if Roadkill was safe to eat, and yeah. which parts, and all the other fun stuff. And I thought to myself, well, you know, necessity dictates, or needs dictate necessity. Okay, Joey. Yeah, you kill it, you grill it. You kill it, we grill it. I'm sorry. Right, where are we again? We're 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 stuck in the stuck in the middle with you. Uh, Scorpio. Bob's mortuary. You stab him, we slab him. Scorpio. Romance is very definitely in the air, and it smells a lot like a good breakfast. Fresh coffee, maple syrup, bacon, and donuts. And you can have and you can get this combination every Saturday morning at peacelovealittledonuts.com. Check them out online today. Pick up now in I Pittsburgh. Want to see if I really want to see if that's an actual website now. It is. It is a. Re- it is a real group. <laughs> that's nice. great. That is fantastic. Nice. Uh, Sagittarius, ask a professional chef if when you screw up making poached eggs, if it's okay to call it, throw the baby out with the bathwater. If they grab a knife, you're in good shape. If they grab a vegetable peeler instead, you should run. We had a very long discussion about that one. If they grab a dull spoon, no amount of running will you be able to get away from them. Oh, good. I get to read my own side. Capricorn, if you know what the chock full of nuts jungle is, you may have actually snorted chock full of nuts when you were a kid. 
probably were visiting your grandparents. Remember, chock full of nuts is good to the last drop. And I got a lot of people who are really upset with me about that one. There's, there's, I, I, I grew up drinking that. And I have it still because it's now they sell it in the grocery stores near me. So I bought several cans of the stuff. I miss the billboard they used to have in Times Square of the big cowboy blowing smoke rings. Yeah, miss those days. Anyway. Interestingly enough, people don't realize that uh, when they first came out and they first started selling their beans, they were not pre-ground. You could not buy them pre-ground. They were roasted, they were packaged, and they were shipped. And that was it. That's, you wanted them ground, you had to do it yourself. That's the way to do it. Aquarius. This week, Aquarius, we're taking the advice we've been taught. If you can't say anything nice about someone, don't say anything at all. And that's the entirety of the advice for this week. You want to know why? Tough. You know what you did. <laughs> You will suddenly understand both particle physics and empathy. The moment will be part of a lucid dream, allowing you to break through the mental barriers you've had in understanding the particle duality between you faded off again, didn't you? Damn it, Pisces. I don't even know why we try with them anymore. I don't get it. Just, I mean, whatever. Those are horrible scopes for this week. If you enjoyed them, wonderful. If you didn't, like I said, uh, we're not a bribery over here. And if you want to be able to read them for yourself later, these will be posted next week in various locations once I go ahead and start work on the next set eventually. I've never had a lucid dream. I've had a few dreams where I woke up and go, wow, that was a dream. But I've never had one where I was in the dream and realized I was in a dream. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty You've cool. had it? Uh, I, I had uh, twice, I think. I, I know once in particular. But then again, we're not going to talk about me dreaming that I was in my junior high cafeteria wearing the red pajamas with a cape on it and flying around the because I, I was the Ralph Hinckley. Okay, you know what? We're not going to talk about me anymore. We, 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 we need to talk about other stuff. Stop asking about that. And I'm almost out of coffee already. That's a good sign right there. Hinkley. Yeah, that was a that was a whole other thing. So let's let's bum, bum, bum. Sorry. What was that? You did the that really sounded, sounded like it. That was a that was a clap. Well, I'm sorry. It it's sounded a, a lot fine. like a it's fine. It's fine. It's all good. I mean, it's not like I'm going to impersonate D-Day and throw my neck back and kind of, you know, do the 1812 overture or whatever the hell it was. God, that I was still a can't movie. do that thing where they, uh, like, make this hollow concave shape with their mouth, flick the side of their cheek with their finger, and it makes it sound like a drop of water. Yeah, I learned how to do that. I I have been trying to learn how to do that for years, and I still fail at it every single time. Yeah, it's all right. As far as uh, as far as talents and abilities go, that one is right up there along with. uh, But I can wiggle my nose and my ears, and I can alternate which ear I'm wiggling. I can move my right eye and left eye independently of each other, and do some really weird shit that makes people go, "Oh my god!" 
So it's not that important that I'd be able to do it, but it's on my list of shit to do. Technically, how how long is uh, the, uh, the statute before something's considered public domain? <laughs> oh, um, it depends as to what it is, but it goes on to 75 plus years after the death of the person that was involved in creation of whatever it was. Okay, so when did Robert Spencer die? I don't know who that was, so I can't answer that. The American author? The guy who actually wrote the song My Boy Lollipop. I don't know. Uh, That's what Wikipedia is for. Anyway. Do not use Wikipedia for legal advice. No, No, I'm just looking to see when the song was written. The song was written in the 1950s. Oh, that's that's nowhere near And it was credited to three people. Spencer, Morris Levy, and Johnny Roberts. So maybe you have to wait for all three. It's 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 not gonna be it's not gonna be PD for uh, uh, musical compositions that were written in 1924, I think is what came into public domain this year. Yeah, I mean, if if this was literally written in 1950 and all the authors died in 1950, it wouldn't be public domain until 2025. Or whatever. But that's a, yeah. that's a whole other thing. Yes, thank you, Sonny Bono. For all that wonderful copyright shit. Seems only appropriate that he ended up running headlong into a tree that could have otherwise been turned to uh, paper. Musical notate. Never mind. I'll just shut up right there. So, like I said, on Twitter, on Facebook, I have been using all caps. We do not negotiate with terrorists. And I kind of feel like people have been forgetting that because of all the stuff that's been going on. Let's start off with the most recent. Of course, we know full well about the invasion that happened in the the federal capital here in the United States last week. We know about it. And the thing that is absolutely driving me up a goddamned wall are the people who are so self-absorbed and self-entitled that they are actually saying in interviews, I would like the president to please issue me a pardon, because otherwise I'm looking at possibly going to jail. What the hell did you think was going to happen when you go storm in the castle? Seriously, but 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 my my best friend is is, is the president. You know, I voted for him and everything. Close one, personal friend of yours, right? I voted for him. You know, I I got it. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. I even bought his hat. I admit it doesn't look very good, but I'm afraid to look at mine and figure out where it was manufactured now. You know what? Never mind. Look later. So, yeah. That would be ironic, though, no? If all mega cops were marked uh, made in China. They are. Actually, it would, be, it would be ironic if they were made in Iran. Ironic. <laughs> okay. 
Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? And I it's like rain. Yeah. A bombs on your parade. I'm sorry. I got cops. It's a free ride. You know what? <sighs> Military let's, motorcade. All right, let's, I'll be let, I'll be in my trailer. Yeah, let, let's back up a second because what Joseph said was right. The MAGA cops. I know you said the, the, the caps, but the cops. This has pissed me off to no end. Because well, Bridget knows all too well, because well, she she was in contact with me earlier in the week about the news stories that are coming out that are saying, you know, there's credible evidence that some of these people, the few that were issued, um, a lot of them were kind of, what's the word that we're looking for here? Uh, Bridget, is, uh, is complicit the word that I'm looking for? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good word. You know, it really pisses me off when I see a police car or somebody who I know works in law enforcement have on their vehicle the black and gray American flag with the blue stripe through it. I understand the little sticker where it's got the black with the blue stripe and the black. Okay, sure, fine. Um, I understand that police, you know, there's also a firefighter version of that. I understand that they walk a thin line. They walk a fine line. Uh, I've had family in law enforcement, rest in peace. Uh, I know you've had family in law enforcement, Susan, and you know that they have a balancing act that they have to, to do. But by changing the colors of the flag, you've basically desecrated the flag. Okay. And you've also set yourself up to be, uh, isolate yourself out as part of a different group. If you were to put the American flag on your cruiser or your car, that tells me that you actually give a damn about the country and, and more about the country than yourself. And you're more than likely to get my support in your time of need. Um, but what really gets me angry is when I see those same self assholes where they've got the flag and it's got the fucking Punisher logo on it. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, the Punisher was one of my favorite comic book anti-heroes. Don't go destroying him and making him a racist son of a bitch. Okay? He didn't care if the bad guys were black, white, or whatever. He took him out with the same, you know, uh, words are failing me right now. He took them all out with this, you know, the bullets were not uh, racist. The bullet were not um, no bigoted for, or anything like that. Yeah. Let's, so let, let's let's call it right for Frank Castle his his real name. I know not a real person in the comic. Yeah. For Frank Castle, people were black or white. They were guilty or they were not guilty. And right. all he cared about was, are you guilty? Now you're mine. Yeah. He didn't go after the person who just did drugs in a car and got in trouble and went to jail. He went after the murderers. And he the went rapists. after the worst of the worst. Exactly. And, and that's what he went after. He didn't, he would have never gone after a Black Lives Matter protest. He would have actually stayed out of that. If he, in a comic book, based on all the comics I've, I've read this guy, I've, I've got countless, uh, Punisher comics. 
from the very beginning, the old vintage stuff to the stuff that takes place in 2033, which is all the quote unquote future stuff with the laser grenades, uh, grenades and all that fun stuff. Yeah. I mean, they went wild with it. They really did. And it was great. It's a comic book. Thing. And you can do whatever you want. He never went after the general public. I mean, he ended up having to put down a guy in the future who was called the public enemy because he went after the public uh, for being sheep. But he never did that. He didn't go after people who were protesting something that they felt was wrong. He didn't go after any of that sort of thing. Um, if anything, of all the events that have occurred between 2020 and now, the only thing I could have seen in the way that they wrote his character's personality, uh, him taking any part in, is he would have been at Capitol Hill and he would have been shooting the people breaking into the building. That's the closest he would have come to being involved in any of these events. And conversely, at a, if he was at a Black Lives Matter rally, he would have been right in the middle of it all and he would have been fighting back against the ones that are suddenly throwing tear gas with armored divisions behind them, protecting the public. Now, is that a, uh, is that a double standard? No, not by long shot. Though pun intended, but it's a matter of you need to know what is the right and what is the wrong. And we know full well, just because it's a law doesn't make it right. And just because it's not a law doesn't make it wrong. Morality is not dictated by legislation. That's something that you have to come to from a different angle. And the other thing is, is if he had really, if this comic book character with his personality written the way it is and pretty consistently throughout the entire uh, decades of comics that have been done with his, him as the main character, um, if he truly had been in Black Lives Matter from the very beginning, he would have been knocking out those people that were like, trying to torch buildings and break glass and stuff. He would have put them down with like a well-placed punch, knock them unconscious and let the police clean them up because you know, th that doesn't deserve to get shot. No, but shooting guns into a crowd, shooting tear grass into a crowd that calls for a little bit more than just a punch. Uh, it might be, it might be non-lethal ammunition, but he might fire back at that point. Uh, to, to that, uh, to that angle, uh, Bridget, uh, mm -hmm. For for Frank to have taken care of somebody who was being a dumbass at, at one of those rallies and was trying to be an instigator and set fire to stuff, uh, is is it is it fair to say that a, a well placed, I don't know, uh, a well placed uh, well placed punch uh, to separate someone's patella would probably incapacitate them for uh, a, f a few minutes at the very least. As long as you're not hopped up on PCP, yeah. That's a good point. That's as, a good point. Now, uh, you can, uh, speaking from a layman's point of view, somebody who's not a doctor, I got sucker punched once uh, when I was much younger. I came around a corner in the school hall, one of the school bullies who didn't like the fact that um, – Punching me in the face had no effect because I have a steel jaw. I have a steel jaw. That's you fine. Know? It's fine. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't mind them hitting me. I hit it when they hit my friends. That's when they would get me to fight back. But he thought he was going to get one up on me, and he kind of did. 
I came around the corner and he sucker punched me right below the bottom rib cage, uh, the, the bottom rib in the rib cage, right into my diaphragm. And he hit me so hard that um, I couldn't breathe in air. He had actually uh, Trump. He had shocked my diaphragm into not moving. And um, the my vision started to go tunnel because I, I I struggled for so long trying to breathe that my brain was losing oxygen. And um, I started to see sparks, which were, you know, the thing cones, rods in your eye, the, the stuff in your optic nerve firing and all that. Um, I, I literally saw stars. And um, just before I passed out, the muscles relaxed and I was able to take in air. So I got really lucky. I didn't get, truly pass out. Um, but it, I was like that. And it, to me, it felt like eternity. Now, when I could breathe again and I was gulping air, I, I never truly understood what it meant to gulp air until I took that first breath. Um, and even after I got the air in my lungs, even after my vision went back to normal, even after I was able to stand up, I was in no condition to get involved in any kind of fight for like the next two, three hours with just one punch. So yeah, a well-placed shot mm -hmm. without guns, without a, a nightstick, without anything. Somebody like that, even though he's a comic book character, people like that who know how to engage in a fight in a the most efficient way possible to put an end to that fight as quickly as possible do exist, whether it's martial arts, street brawl, immaterial, they do exist. Oh yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. I mean, we saw that with Ashanti Smith, the uh, lady on Capitol Hill, uh, the black woman who was, uh, she's law enforcement, but I don't believe she was Capitol police herself. And, um, a white lady, uh, took a couple swipes at her and she just straight armed right into her face. And all the fight was out of that woman. Yep. Uh, the woman, she straight armed, uh, fist to face. That's the same woman who got turned in by her own daughter. Oh, that one is. Yes. I, I put that, I put that in the chat, by the way. Uh, the, uh, yeah, I'll make uh, sure that's. I'll make sure that's yeah. in there. Uh, what was it you were going to say, Bridge? I was going to say, going back to the um, law enforcement thing, I mean, it's disturbing that apparently there were some that were sympathetic, if not outright abetting. Mm -hmm. But also, I want to say, if I hear any Republican ever again saying that Blue Lives Matter, I'm going to click on them, because apparently, you know, with a couple of law enforcement people being, you know, dead now as a result of this, plus others horribly injured. Apparently it was never about anybody's life at all, other than white supremacists. I'm not seeing any outrage that any police were injured or killed during this thing. All I'm seeing is what aboutism and, you know, well, you never say anything about Black Lives Matter and blah, blah, blah. I mean, this whole thing is horrifying on so many levels, but I don't want to hear Blue Lives Matter again because apparently to some of these people who participated, they don't matter either. Yep. I don't have, uh, I don't have the exact numbers 
but what I'm looking at headline wise says it's either three or four that were killed. Um, we know for well that one woman who was military was, was shot and killed trying to breach the doors. Okay. Uh, we know for well that probably at least three other, uh, DC police officers were killed in the, I don't even know what they'll call it half the time, you know? It's a coup. I mean, in the all-out melee is what we can call it. Being for the time being, know, yeah, that's uh, you know assaulted with you know beaten with the black attack on the capital. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's fair. It doesn't have to be a single word. It can be a sentence that accurately describes what occurred. No, there was right. an attack on the capital. Yeah, and White House didn't want to put. Uh, Half staff for the flags. Oh. I don't. I don't even. I don't even. I don't even understand that. Um, I don't know if you follow Angry Staffer on Twitter or not. You probably don't. I. I don't. Uh, you. You should. Um, he had made a good point that. Let me see if I can go back and find what it was. That it was quite telling that no one raced to secure the residency of Trump during the insurrection. Um, that normally the first instinct of, you know, Secret Service is to get POTUS out of harm's way ASAP, which they did not do. So he was sitting in the residence watching TV. Um, you know, which is a good point. Now, the detail did try to get Pence out of the way a couple of times, and Pence is like, nah, 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 I got this. And then they're like, no, dude, we got to go now. And, you know, people got within 100 feet of Pence, which should have never been allowed to happen. That is way too close. And then we had that one one officer who risked life and limb, did not pull his weapon. Yeah, and and led them away, you know, to from the Senate. well, he didn't pull his firearm. He did pull uh, uh, the equivalent of a billy club. Well, no, wait a minute. Right. Wait a minute. Right. Wait, 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 wait. It was a baton. He did not draw it. It was on the floor. It was a weapon of opportunity. And uh, he still, bad, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say a badass motherfucker that he was. He went ahead and he played possible oh, I know what with he these did. guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, against a bunch of white supremacist fascists that were after his ass. And, and I can't and think... That's key right there. Wait a minute. That's key right there. They, were white, black, they yeah. were white supremacist fascists who were so focused on their racism about going after a black man that they forgot what their goal was. Mm-hmm. That's how racist these people were. They were so racist <laughs> that they forgot to go after their target because there was a black man they could hurt. Please forgive me sorry. for my for my dark humor here for a second, but I'm sorry. I hear you say that, and all I can hear in my head is Johnny Carson. How racist were they? But yeah. I mean, that was incredibly. That was I mean, brave. I- that, that was that was brave. He's got some. You know what? Big no brass all of steel. No. <laughs> uh, honestly, when Biden hits office, I hope they give that guy a medal. Yeah. I think they will. No, because Trump won't. No, what he deserves after that is not just a medal. 
but he deserves early retirement right there. Mm -hmm. He's done his duty. He's done. As far as I'm concerned, you put your life at risk right there, but you're done. You want to go in, you want to train other guys to come in and do the right thing. (laughs) Take a desk. You don't, you don't need to be out there. You got nothing more to prove. Get the hell out of well, harm's way. What's making me mad is that people that I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing people say he was just doing his job. Why does he deserve any special treatment? And I'm like, just shut up. Because that's say- what the job is. And 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 for, forgive me if it sounds like I'm um that I, that I'm doing the the, yeah. the poo pooey thing about yeah, it. On and these people are like, well, why does he need any props? He was just doing his job. But the, I, I, the same people who are also calling me a Nazi for calling it what it is. And it's right I, th- I think one of the reasons why somebody like him needs to be a little bit elevated. Okay. Hell yeah. As well as the other officers, like the one who was getting beat up and crying out. But he said that, you know, in an interview, he would go back and do it again because that was his job. Yeah. You know, the reason why I believe that we need to elevate them a little bit, we don't have to raise them up to be, you know, gods. We have to raise them up, make the public take notice, acknowledge what they did as the right course of action and the reward, because we have seen so many people take those positions, take those O's. And then when the time came, when the shit hit the fan, they folded, they backed out. They decided it wasn't worth it, that they decided that the oath to put their life on the line for somebody else was too much for them. And granted, some people don't have that. Some people shouldn't be doing that because they really don't have what it takes to sacrifice yourself for somebody else. But when you've been doing it for years, when you're, you're, you're putting, you know, getting put into those situations and when it comes to the worst possible scenario and you're still holding ground, that needs to be acknowledged. There's a piece for those that have seen the movie. From the first Captain America movie, the grenade scene. Those of you that have seen it know exactly what I'm talking about. During training, poor little wimpy, you know, uh, Steve Rogers, before he becomes, you know, super buff, lanky kid at the training field, the guy who's overseeing all the training and whatnot grabs a grenade out of, uh, out of the truck, pulls the pin, flicks the hammer, tosses it into the middle of everybody to see what they're all going to do. Yeah. He also yells grenade. He yells it out. And and it's a, it's a training dummy. He knows it. The people he's with knows it, but all the trainees don't know it. And what does Mr. Rogers do? Not only he covers it, he falls on it. He curls himself up around it and tells everybody else, get away, get away. That's, the level of dedication that we saw out of these two officers very specifically. Now, now we're not discounting the rest of them. here. Now, now as to the importance of that, Joe, you there, Joey, you might be taking an emergency break. It's entirely possible. Yeah, I'm here. There you go. Okay. What's up? A grenade is a lot of boom. And depending on the make and model, a little bit of frag, you know, more, more concussive force. More frag than boom. Uh, honestly, 
one of the things that Hollywood always gets wrong is when you throw a grenade, oh, there's this big fireball. No, never. So what good had that been a real grenade? Would what good would have been done by one soldier jumping on that grenade? Quite a lot, actually. The the, uh, explosive force of all that shrapnel immediately going into a body from a point of impact would really have done very little damage. Considering the average kill radius of a hand grenade is about 50 meters. Wait a minute. 50, uh, are you sure about that number? Cause that's, yeah. that seems like a very, that's, that seems a long. Yeah. Distance. Yeah. Holy shit. That's kind of why grenades are serious business. But the Fair. fact that, if somebody has a grenade that goes off and they're covering it with their body, that massive amount of resistance to the shrapnel is significant. That is why when, tell you what, go look at your medal of honor recipients and see how many of them died by jumping on a grenade. Uh, Joe. Yep. We're, we're not calling. We're not saying that you're no, lying. I'm, I'm, we're, I'm just we're amazed by the fact that one human being can have that kind of a difference. Yep, that's uh, all. A good example would be um, they used to do tests with stuff like this. You drop, you take a live grenade, waterproof it effectively, and drop it into a uh, 55 gallon drum full of water. Okay. The the dispersal of that energy mm-hmm. is significant. The radi- the radius of harm goes from like fifty meters to like five. Okay, so roughly uh, a tenth. The, so like instead of uh, instead of like one hundred and seventy feet down to like seventeen, give or take, or, or less, give or take. less, give less or take. than that even. Okay, so that's very significant. He would have had that been a real grenade, and Steve Rogers been a real person, and those guys all around now. No, he would have saved all their lives. Well, something something I have to note, which is what Tommy Lee uh, Tommy Lee Jones follows up with immediately after that scene. He's still scrawny as heck. It's true. <laughs> it's true. G- given how very scrawny Steve Rogers was, would he, would the dissipation have been significant? Yes. Would it have been as significant as say you know somebody larger? No. So, in other words, it may have actually saved lives, but not saved them from, say, uh, still needing to go to the emergency room. Yes. Which is that's still better than dead, in my opinion. Agreed. The point of it, though, that we're, we're trying to get at, pulling, pulling it back from down that angle, is that for these two police officers, from what they said in their interview, and again, not discounting the rest of them. That weren't interviewed or might or still survived, have. Yeah. yeah. For these guys, it is fair to say this is for them a calling. It is who they have wanted to be. And it is a duty that they feel a very, very large responsibility for. And that's. Is that not the the type of personality that we had always thought that was what the police were supposed to be? 
what they were supposed to be. I always saw when I grew when I was growing up, I would look at police officers and sheriffs. My town had a sheriff, and later on, uh, you know, police officers in different areas that I lived in. And I was always taught that the police officer is there to do two things. One, if you're breaking the law, they take you in and they tell you what you were law you're breaking, and then you have to face your punishment. Usually, uh, it might be a fine. It depends on what you did. You might have to see a judge, yada, yada, yada. But the other thing that they're there to do is to protect you. And so that if you're lost or somebody's chasing you or something, they're supposed to be there to assist. Those are the two things I was taught growing up. Now, granted, I'm white, and I grew up in a predominantly white town. Uh, so, you know, sure. Okay. I didn't have the experience of an inner city kit. Um, you know, in that I am privileged. Um, but at the same time, there's a lot of people in this country who are taught that same thing. And a whole lot of them vote. And now suddenly we're hearing a lot of people who were taught those same things go, oh, well, you know, no big deal. Okay. Wall of, wall of text. I'll, I'll deal with that a little bit. I'll deal with that one a little bit later. Um, There's one of the things. Yeah. um, Bridget, don't lose that because there was one last thing that I wanted to get to before we, uh, before we move along. Uh, Something that, um, who had mentioned it over in our chat? Joseph, you had posted it earlier. American flag in other colors equals not an American flag. I think that is a really necessary part. I think that is a really important part because you're right. It is no longer, it is no longer the symbol of the country. And theoretically, the Constitution, it is now a you are not us moniker. The only exception being the upside down American flag, which is normally a signal of distress. Exactly. But that's still that's still the properly colored American flag. Yes. And the colors specifically do mean something for the American flag. That is why. You don't see people flying different colored American flags in front of, generally speaking, government buildings and whatnot. It has to be those specific colors. Mm-hmm. Uh, the American flag is supposed to be completely apolitical. Supposed yeah. to be. When you start coloring it differently and putting a political emphasis on it, then it is no longer an American flag. And yeah. you cannot claim that same protection if that's what you're trying to do. If you remove the red, you remove the valor aspect of the flag. When you remove the white, you remove the innocence of the flag. And the blue, sure, that's justice, but you can't have justice without other things to balance it out. And our flag never had uh, black in it. So when you're taking our flag and you're coating it in black, what the hell are you really trying to say? You know, somebody that knew a little something about color and design might go ahead and say that uh, if you change the American flag from red, white, and blue to black and white and 
well, a, a little bit of blue. I mean, so subconscious black and gray. Some well, some people could go ahead and say that subconsciously. You're actually saying that uh, now there are uh, two groups: the one black group and one white group. And well, that blue line is the designation that says which one you're actually part of. But that's just me kind of pulling shit out of my head because I mean, what do I know about art design? Like I said, I mean, if they want people to to say, hey, look, you know, we're in support of the thin blue line that police officers walk, that little black sticker with the blue line through it, that that was fine. I mean, it wasn't trying to uh, uh, um, it wasn't trying to override another piece of iconography. It was its own thing. And then the firefighters had theirs where theirs was uh, two white lines and a red line. You know, and they're uh, and and that they had the thin red line because the black and the and the red didn't stand out very well, but it did stand out pretty well with the with the white and red instead. And it's like, okay, fine. You know, you you guys have got your little things of you recognize whether you are part of that group or not. You recognize the hardship of the group. Okay, fine, whatever. But when they did that to the f- American flag, that was wrong. Yeah. When they added the Punisher emblem to it, you're a freaking moron. Because the Punisher was not about the Constitution. Yeah, but that's a that's a whole other thing. Uh, last piece that we should say about that. Uh, I'm sorry, Bridget. Yeah, I just I just wanted to uh, mention that uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez did an Instagram video this week where <laughs> she was you know, giving her experiences uh, as far as you know what was going on. And how she was feeling at the time when it happened and, you know, how she was traumatized and might have to go seek some, you know, mental health counseling or something to help process that trauma. Is it fair to say that she was uh, right royally pissed off amongst other things? Oh, she was pissed, but she was terrified. And she said that, you know, there were two parts that were really scary to her. One was that she didn't feel safe in the extraction point where they sent them all to because there were people that she felt like would turn her over to the mob and have her killed that she couldn't trust, you know, her own, you know, congressman, she is fearful of and does not trust them. And the other point that she was terrified of is the law enforcement there not knowing which ones were in on it and which ones weren't. And she knew that at the time there were both and you didn't know who was on whose side. Mm-hmm. That had to be terrifying. Now, I want to I want to springboard off of that for a second. We've also had problems with the members of the Congress being all kinds of pissed off because they don't want to go through a metal detector mm-hmm. because they've got a gun on their person or in their purse or whatever the hell it is for their personal protection. Mm-hmm. How many times have we talked through the whole, if you have a gun and suddenly there is a bad guy and the police are there and you try to get involved, who's liable to get shot? The people with a gun, which also includes your dumbass. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the fact that we don't know who in the hell we can trust 
and I say we collectively, I mean, you know, yeah. as a as a government entity. I'm sorry, but nominally, when you go through vetting for being an officer of the law, you typically go through some level of screening to check out some stuff. And I can't believe that in the heart of the Capitol, that the police there wouldn't go through excessively more because, I mean, let's face it, you got the FBI right there. I mean, what else have they got to do? Oh, right. They have to go after the white nationalists now. Damn. Full plate. Okay. Well. Yeah. And we have some that are in Congress right now, too. Yeah. And it's. And we know it. We know full well that there are a hundred and. 125, I'm just rounding numbers for a second, people in the government who said, I will not accept the legally certified voting record of states that I don't belong in, that I am not a resident of, that I have no affiliation to, but I'm still going to go ahead and say, I don't believe that vote because reasons. It's, 100, it's 138 in the House and eight in the Senate. And no surprise, various uh, states attorneys are Republican. Yeah. And various state attorneys general. Yeah, I wasn't even going that level. Oh, and by the way, I have all their names and what states they represent. I made a list. But you see, the difference between me making a list as, you know, I've had somebody call me a liberal. And I, I sat down and go, what makes me a liberal? And I'm like, well, this, that, and the other thing. And I said, well, you assume my stance on this is X, Y, and Z, but it actually happens to be ABC. Well, that's a conservative viewpoint. I said, it's also a moderate viewpoint. You see, I have viewpoints that, align with some conservatives and some that align with some progressives. I have some that align with the left and some that align with the right. I happen to be more progressive now than I have ever been before, but there are still some things that I'm a little bit conservative on. So I'm not truly a liberal or whatever or any one thing because I'm a mutt. I'm a mixture of many things. And I'm willing to also sit down and have a conversation about it. You know, I don't sit down with somebody I disagree with and tell them, oh, I disagree with what you just said. Shut up because everything coming out of your mouth is automatically wrong. We have a nasty habit of doing this in this country, and it doesn't just happen on one side. No, but when it comes down to a matter of you're obviously a you're obviously a white nationalist who doesn't want to listen to the facts of the situation, then it's fair to go ahead and tell somebody to piss off. But that's, that's a whole that's other a thing. Di- yeah, yeah. And that's, that's a, a different, different story at that point. And what we have is we have 138 people from the house and eight people from the Senate and not counting all those others that are in some sort of public office who supported all of them, who said the facts don't matter. We're going with our feelings, whether we're right or wrong. We're going with our bigotry or our fascism or our racism or we're going with our Trumpism. Um, I forget which TV personality. Uh, oh, I think it was uh, Governor Hogan of Maryland who called them Trumplicans. Huh. He, he doesn't even call them Republicans. He calls them tr- Trumplicans. They are. 
That's um, yes. Yeah. I've, I've heard people say that these traitors who uh, voted to impeach are rhinos. And I'm like, no, actually, they're not rhinos. They're old school conservatives. And that Trumpism, there's not a damn thing about Trumpists that are conservative in any way. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting real fed up with everybody pointing out, oh, look, there's this one black guy there who was on the steps when the ho- when when the Capitol building was being assaulted and he had on a Black Lives Matter shirt. So see, the Black Lives Matter people were there, too. And I was like, first off, you can only point out one guy in one shirt being surrounded by MAGA hats and the QAnon symbols and the guys in tactical gear and everything else. That makes that a one-off in statistics. And then you got the guy with the, with in, the Fred in, Flintstone water <laughs> buffalo head. Yeah. And in everything that you measure, everything that you calculate, everything that you observe, there's almost always a one-off. And there's almost always a bad apple. So, sure. Are there some bad Black Lives Matter people? Probably. One of them, apparently, by first appearances showed up to that event and took part in it. How that person did not get murdered by all the black hating people that were there. I have no clue because they sure as in hell didn't have a problem killing a cop with an American flag. So I'm kind of surprised that guy survived. <laughs> the Republicans who did go, you know, go ahead and vote to impeach, you know, in, in spite of getting, you know, death threats to them and their families and probably ruining their political careers in the process. Um, you know, at the end of the day, they stood up for law and order and had to make that decision. Do we uphold the constitution and do we, you know, support the laws of this land or do we cave to, you know, a bunch of Trumpists? And at least at the end of the day, they stood up and voted to impeach because, you know, they we're doing their constitutional duty. Here's the problem I got with that. I mean, they should have they should have gotten out of the party a long time ago and all that, but at least they stood up and made that vote. And there's the shoe. How long did these sons of bitches decide it was opportunistic for them to just go ahead and minimally, tacitly allow it to happen. Remember last week how we said that, I mean, you know, if you don't say anything, you're agreeing. They should have impeached him the first time because it was clear that laws were broken at that time. So they allowed it to get worse. Now I'm not going to you know give them a pass because they did the right thing, but this was like the last stand. It's like, this is so blatant that you have to. And yeah. once he didn't, um, I seriously hope that they are expelled from the House or Senate appropriately. And I can think of at least five who probably will be, in addition to being brought up on charges. As and I think that if Nancy Pelosi does not expel these people, I think she's making a huge mistake. Yeah, you and me both. Yeah. There needs I have a lot of respect for Nancy guilty. Pelosi. She's willing to go the distance, put her reputation on the line and do the th- needful. Yeah. Do I agree with everything Nancy has ever said? No. No, but on this, she needs to make a stand and say, especially to Bobert, 
and Cruz and Hawley and people like that. She needs to get with her counterparts in the Senate and make that happen and to get those people expelled. They do not need, they do not deserve to, to sit in Congress. That's the word. That's the word. And to kind of go point a wand at them and go, expelling armies. To go back onto the idea of what we're really overarching with tonight. That's the problem right there, isn't it? That the Democratic Party has this long-standing stereotype of the kumbaya group of, look, you, you know you did bad. Come on, cut it out. Let's work together and get everything working right and, and bring peace to everybody. And unfortunately, as we know full well, stereotypes are there for a reason. Mm-hmm. This is one of those times where that shit can't fly. It absolutely will not. You know, when you look at the Democratic Party, and I'm a Democrat here, okay, um, the you, when you look at Bernie Sanders and AOC and, and Biden and all of them put together, they represent a very diverse group of people across the board, okay? And, um, yeah, there's some liberal stuff. There's a lot of progressiveness going on. There, there's a lot of extreme progressiveness going on in some cases, uh, depending on how you look at it. But the thing is, is that they're all open to talking with each other. They're all open to having a conversation with each other. Uh, they're also open to having arguments and disagreements with each other. But they keep doing it, and they keep doing it, and they keep doing it because they know that the conversations have to be had, and eventually you have to make compromises to get things done. And trying to find those compromises can be a big pain in the butt. You look at the conservative, uh, the, the Republicans before the Trumpists came on board, and they were pretty linear and pretty straight and narrow. You know, here's what we are. If you don't like it, go somewhere else. And that, that was kind of it. And so it was really easy for people to fall into that group because, oh, look, these people over here are having an argument. They can't seem to get their shit together. These guys over here, though, they always seem to be on the straight and narrow. They got their heads in the game. We're going to go with them. You know, uh, they'll they'll get it right eventually. I, I've actually heard that phrase used a lot in reference to the Republicans. They'll get it right eventually. Really? Not from what I just saw. And in fact, in fact, the Republicans of today are nothing like what they were when I was growing up. They're nothing like they were 10, 15 years ago. Um, most of them, I wouldn't call a Republican. They're not. No, they're, they're not. They're ideologues. Yeah. All They've the been working with. Yeah. yeah. All and the to Republicans an- that ran out in 2010. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and what- to answer your question, hmm. to answer your question about. Uh, how long did it take them to figure out and how long were they willing to go along with Trump and everything else? They were willing to go along as long as it continued to do two things. Continue to guarantee them power, if not increase it, and make them money. And that was it. Those were the two things. Power and money, money and power. Power and money. Power first, of course, mind you. Power over the people, power and control, uh, and then money as well with it. 
and it it backfired. It backfired spectacularly when they realized their lives were in danger, but they still are so self-centered on holding on to their power that 138 of them still tried to throw the votes out. That eight of them in the other party group tried to throw the votes out. That's how extreme their desire for power is. And anybody who holds a public office that does not have the public servant mentality should not be holding public office. And a public service, public servant mentality does not include, I want power. So we've got all these people. And it's, to expand it out a little bit further, it's not just about the people who have been in power in any political arena. But it's people who are in power who have the ability of controlling the narrative. And that's where it comes down to. That's why I specifically put in the show notes the Roman Catholic Church. It is Ugh. fair to say that they have been in the business of kitty diddling and shuttling people around to prevent it from becoming known, uh, from becoming known for, uh, let's, let's conservatively say a couple hundred years. Probably. Probably. It's, it's a little tough to, you know, find records after a certain point, but we know for well. It is entirely possible, yes. I mean, you could, you know, as far back as history goes, but I mean, it could be uh, going back a couple thousand. <laughs> it it's entirely possible, but because, but anyway, since they, um, because this uh, cel the celibacy uh, edict, it didn't come out until, if I recall correctly, I think I didn't come out until the like. 13th or 14th century. That late? Uh, because before that, was earlier. Uh, okay. Uh, priests weren't, uh, no, it wasn't earlier. Um, because, um, this is, if you look up, uh, do a wiki for, there's a story about, um, Abelau and, uh, there was a couple, uh, living here in Paris. Um, and one of them was an apprentice monk and he kind of had a fling with the, um, um, I had clergyman's daughter, and anyways, it was just at the uh, uh, I've, yeah, I've got an ad Eloise, I think her name was Abela and Eloise, and uh, this was just when they were putting into place these uh, celibacy laws. Yeah, before that, before the 11th century, bishops could be married, men, they could have wives. They didn't have to be unmarried, chaste, celibate men. And I think part of the problem began when they suddenly couldn't have sex anymore. And there was even a pope who was excommunicated because, uh, excommunicated? How do you say Yes, that? you got it. Yeah, excommunicated. Uh, because, uh, well, uh, well, the pope, he went into excess. He had brothels everywhere. And, um, well, he was quite the, uh, the party guy. So anyways, um, 
But I yeah, bet but you he didn't diddle any kids. Well, he, well, if you have brothels, you don't have to. Exactly. It's since they, <clears throat> since they put this in, you know why they put the celibacy law in place. It had nothing to do with, um, or almost nothing to do with the uh, chastity or anything or purity. Um, well, according to canon, they claim it's because Christ was chaste. No, that's, that's 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 after the fact rationalizing. Yeah. And, you know, um, uh, Jesus' BFF was, what, a prostitute? Amongst <laughs> so others, anyway. yeah. But anyways, but, um, yeah, that's when the kid diddling began. But, I mean, they've had all this time to... To constat, uh To... to um, To take into consideration, you know, this is, um, this, this chastity law, like, there's, uh, there's something wrong here. Well, anyways, I didn't finish my story about the chastity law was, uh, so that, um, the Catholic Church could, uh, retain its, um, land holdings. Because if you're married and, uh, well, you die, the inheritance goes to the family. And this is one way to keep, uh, if a bishop uh, got some land holdings, well, when he died, it went right back to the church. Holy! They were, losing, they were losing land like mad uh, uh, towards the end of the 12th century. That um, I've okay, I've never heard of this before. Well, I've heard that's <laughs> I've heard it many times from Joey yeah, or Joseph. There, yeah, but okay, this one I don't recall uh, from from when I was. When I was still with, with I think it was Catholics the first year that we were doing this. But that I it's don't all know about what consolidation of power because the yeah you're right you're right. Let's just say around the between the end of the tenth, you know, as the Enlightenment progressed, uh, let's just say that the uh, the Church uh, started to panic a bit, so they went through. Um, uh, well, they got their PR agency and uh, they went through, uh, a complete remodeling. And, um, this is when all these, these, these laws came into place. We're losing power, you know, and, and this is leading towards the, um, um, yeah, anyways. So they were, they were beginning to lose their authority and they were beginning to lose their power. So they, they, and even the marriage laws, um, I don't think uh, the, the Catholic Church had nothing to do with marriage until I think the Council of Trent, fifteen thirty. I don't. I don't remember exactly, but um, yeah, around the sixteenth century. So, um, the Church getting involved in uh, in everyday daily life, um, getting in, involved in every aspect of their followers' lives. Yeah, this didn't happen until uh, it started around towards the end of the uh, the 12th century. So, after they put in place all these rules, well, they've had plenty of time to um, to observe that um, you know they don't really concord with human nature because if you take a believer. And you remove from him all capacity for critical thought. You know, he's going to have no 
control over his base instincts. So, you know, instead of allowing somebody uh, autonomous thought and self-control, well, they just batten down the hatches. Like, um, for example, even in Islam, well, instead of allowing you to, like, get over your own fucking hormones, um, we're going to put all our women in bags. So this was kind of a law to the, the, uh, the, the, the same effect. So anyways, yeah. So this is an effect of, uh, they, they would rather consolidate power than, um, they'd rather that their priests diddle kids than lose power or lose land. But then we now have, uh, for instance, situations here in New York, in Buffalo, in Boston, if I remember correctly, where these payments because of settlements of accusations, credible accusations of decades of child abuse and not all just necessarily sexual either. There have been some disturbing revelations about various things, especially over in, uh, Ireland. I think that's where it was, where they had, uh, uh, uh they had a, uh, an orphanage. Oh, and the grave found, yeah. yeah, basically just a, a pit. I can't. Sorry, sorry. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna think about that one because that one. You know, these... I used to hear religious people say, oh, that makes my heart hurt. I was like, thinking about that one makes my heart hurt. But not somebody saying, oh, you know, you took the Lord's name in vain. That makes my heart hurt. <laughs> Aren't you precious? Let me tell you about what your religion has done, and then you tell me how your heart feels. Yeah, exactly. Blow me, people. In these, in these major metropolis areas where the Catholic dioceses have, in some cases, hundreds of thousands, millions of people, part of them, or used to – are finding it harder and harder and harder to get people to join them while at the same time having to pay out millions upon millions of dollars in settlement money in order to keep from having court records subpoenaed and keep everything under wraps. Because once the information gets publicized and in the court record – and the public can actually see it and start cross-referencing stuff, well, damn, imagine what's going to happen once that tsunami hits. But the point is, these groups are actually getting, they're bleeding in a way that is both as it should be and not nearly as much as it should be. Because this money is coming out of insurance agencies and not their own damned coffers. Are you sure about that? Eventually, it does come, quote-unquote, from the church. But they have insurance. They have lawyers. They find ways of not paying stuff over time because of some loophole that they just maybe just sat on. We've, we've talked about situations, uh, Bridget knows, uh, 
if I remember correctly, uh, where a Catholic church, uh, was supposed to have been, uh, ordered to cover somebebody's uh, what was it? Uh, men- uh, mental health, uh, mental costs. Health counseling. And um, then they basically just sat on it and said, uh, no. Too bad. We're not paying. Yeah. So, okay. you know, nothing, nothing is more insulting than apathy. Truly. Anybody who, who uh, wants to try to you know, dig through that one just a little bit, I want you to really consider you, that this a second. What do you mean by apathy? Let me explain. There are, there are people who typically will be people who are your friends. The, I usually say it in terms of people in your circles because we all have circles of people that we are friends with, acquaintances with people that actually will ask, how are you? And maybe it's just and a, it. and, and meet it. Even if it's more a casual, how you doing? If you were to say, I'm not doing so good, they wouldn't just poo poo that. They wouldn't just let it go. They would actually, Oh, wait a minute. What's going on? Maybe I can help you. They have an active interest in your well being. There is also a different opposite circle where there would be people who actively wish you harm. These, these two circles are not opposites. They are mirror images of each other because both circles are actively concerned with the person's well-being, whether for good or for ill. Apathy, however, is where you simply do not have any care whatsoever. It's it's hard to apply that across an entire population, I mean, for, for, for everyone, because I mean, going back again to the survive by imitation bit, but I mean, if you're, if you're not kept, if you're not capable of making decisions for yourself, if you're not willing to think autonomously, um, you don't even have a concept of somebody else's well-being. That is entirely possible too, sure. It's impossible. And it's in apathy can't be possible. It can be apathy in that kind of situation is going to be, um, an observation that the person across from you is different, is not from the same clan as you. And, uh, well, the reaction there is just going to be, um, you know, reject, uh, whatever, or even worse. Um, right. But that still falls into you, the, I actively, I actively care about that person. My active care is I want them to not be part of my thing. I want them away. I do not want to care for them. That's, yeah, that's, you, that's where I'm going with that. But, okay. But I see you, but uh, you take my first example. And then you take people like us and we look at people, uh, what we think about, uh, you know, people like Trump who are actually doing harm to society. Um, apathy there is justified as far as I'm concerned, because they're actually, you know, it comes down to, um, 
somebody who knows what's good for their own survival can easily empathize with another human being. Um, to they, uh, they're more able to consider, you know, a sense of well-being. If somebody else is in distress, they can identify with that um, because they've learned themselves. You know what it's like to be in that situation. They're they, they're not leaving everything to fate. Um, they have an understanding of their own situation. So that's that's where the morals and the the, the empathy comes from, um, because we understand and have concern for our own and other people's survival. I mean, we're all in this. But somebody who can think for themselves who depends on somebody else to dictate to them, uh, you know, what's good or bad or who's good or bad or who's acceptable and who should be rejected and all that. Um, I don't think that um, sentiment is even possible. So all I'm saying is it, it's, it, it's, it's a little more complex than that. It's hard to apply that across the board. I see what you're saying. I will have to rethink the way that I've considered that before then. Gives well, it- you know, everybody's trying to put everything, to make everything black and white, but it never is. I mean, we have to understand that. And you're absolutely correct. There are different reasons that people showed up on the Capitol building steps. Some people went because they fully intended to do harm. Some yeah. went because they felt that the only thing they could do was make their voice heard by being there and yelling on top of their lungs. Whether or not they participated in the mob mentality after the fact, that's that's something for the courts, judges, and law enforcement. But some people went there with just the intent to make their voices heard, regardless of what ended up happening. But some people did go there with intent to harm, potentially a uh, intent to kill mm-hmm. and everybody some people had same reasons other people had different reasons and hey. again I think hmm? I don't want to I'm going to be talking about these people like they're animals but um, for me looking well, hold at on. that hold on with that statement Human beings are part of the animal kingdom. We are animals at a base level, just like a cat or dog or anything else. Tech, (laughs) tech, don't be that pedantic right now. Well, he's right. He is, but he's being a pedant right about now, and he's pissing me off. Cut it out. (laughs) Yeah, but at least I'm consistent. Don't make me come over there and bite you. Continue with what you were saying, Joseph. Please. Please. Oh, it was just, um, yeah, when I see that, um, I see a reaction. It's, it's just like, it's a reaction. I mean, really, um, if you have something, if you're, if you're affronted by something you don't understand, um, you know, basically they've been told something is bad and, uh, well, they have to go there to deal with it, but they don't have the capacity if they have no critical thought capacities. I mean, violence is the last resort, usually. 
if reason is absent. But there's not even there's no reason there. I hate I hate that this is two weeks in a row that you slipped that joke in here and I didn't see it coming. I hate that that people have told them that something was bad. That's twice. That's twice two weeks. Twice in two weeks. A lot of this comes down to brainwashing, though. Yeah. I mean, it's a cult. And the thing about Trump is that this is, you know, he has been setting this up for years, and this is textbook, the same thing that Hitler did. He, had, you know, even went to the trouble of studying Hitler's techniques and had them down pat. And unfortunately, it works. He understood that a cult of personality works best when it has visibility. Mm-hmm. And the more visibility, the more opportunity. And this is not any much different than the multi-level marketing scams. And this is something I know a little something about. You make outgoing phone calls, blind phone calls to 100 people and tell them about this great thing that you want to have them come in for on the weekend so that you can try to pitch the idea to them. Of those 100 people, 10 will say that they're interested and they'll get your information. At the open house, let's say five will show up. Out of those five, you are expected to get at least one person to sign up. It's the principle if, behind this. I'm sorry, is principle behind? Oh, it's the principle behind spam. All of these people, they're just oh. taking care. They're, they're just exploiting one aspect of human nature. I mean, it, it's about this transition at adolescence between, you know, critical thought or not. Are you going to be an autonomous thinker? Or not. If you're not an autonomous thinker and you count on everybody else to dictate everything to you, you just open to exploitation. And that's exactly what these guys do. Yeah. But yeah. And where I'm going with this is if you take the same, the same model. And by the way, this exact model was a job that my wife had for a couple of months before she finally was just like, there, no, this is an absolute scam. This money is not worth it. My, my well-being mentally is not worth it. Screw this noise. I'm out. This exact model. Seriously. If you take this model and starting with a hundred phone calls that you make, if you then expand it out to 10,000 people, 10,000 sets of eyeballs catching you on a news program, that is specifically catered to exactly this. Then you start to ramp up the numbers the same way. You start to get more and more people. And the groups eventually start gathering each other, and it becomes its own resonant chamber. And it just becomes more coherent altogether. And I'm referring to coherence as in light as in a laser joke. I just, I just find it interesting that a lot of these people that are being brought up on federal charges now, that a lot of their defenses are our president invited us. Yeah, Joey. <coughs> I was gonna, <coughs> I was gonna touch 
on the item you had mentioned about the whole cult of personality. And yeah, we've seen that throughout history many, many times. But here's the thing. The people that have had the cult of personality throughout history, they've had one critical uh, ingredient for making that work. Namely, a personality. Well, Trump has one to a point. I mean, it's disgusting. I don't see how people like it. But he hit on a lot of fears, you know, of of white grievance and all that. Yeah. Yeah. To quote Mr. Wolf. Which Mr. Wolf? Well, you'll get, you'll know as soon as I complete the quote. Okay. Just because you are a character doesn't mean you have character. Uh... I don't know. Now, is there a is there a sign in my front lawn that says no? I don't know which which who. who. I'm sure somebody here gets the reference. I I I don't. I, but again, the cult of personality depends on a following that's open to that kind of thing. Are are any of us? Um, capable of um, just blindly following somebody because they're yes charismatic. Yes, we are. Because I yeah. have, I have. Well, in the, I was part of a, a Christian youth group. <laughs> yeah, when you were a kid, you've grown out of that since. Can you do that now? Maybe. The only awesome. probable answer is maybe. There's wow. always going okay. to be somebody who is extremely capable and extremely charismatic and might be able to correctly swing the information because as we know data doesn't lie but statistics can so can it be done it's possible Uh, it's not likely takes a lot more work to pull the wool over our eyes that's for sure agreed agreed no argument i mean look at these guys like with the fucking q and on like this just affirmations made with absolutely no evidence at all and you know these guys are just like blindly following just because they're told to are would we do something like that i mean most of what trump says is a lie it just takes two seconds to 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 verify anything he says and all of his following none of them do it i mean but it's also he also says he also says things that make people feel good Yep. And when you have gone a you know, when you've been told stay at home, don't see your friends, don't do the things that you like, don't do this, don't do anything, because if you do, you could die and you could kill people around you and everything else. And then suddenly the big guy on television goes, It's all a fake. You're not really that much danger. It's no worse than the flu and all these other things. And he's coming out and saying these things. They some people they allow themselves to be deluded because they're in a position where they can't take it anymore. That's one reason why he got a lot of votes. It wasn't just the racism. One of the things that helped uh, get him get votes was the fact that he's technically, but well, before he became a president, not a politician. And people were tired of politicians. Well, they thought he was a successful businessman and thought he could help the economy, but his whole business thing was a sham. 
Exactly. Yeah, this I've heard it said that uh and it was a good quote. I forget who said it, but uh Trump is the poor man's idea of a rich man. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. he's a bullshit artist and and has been for decades. I mean, that was known. Yeah. And everybody in the Republican Party knows that. And they hope to use him for their uh their own ends. And they did use him just uh-huh. as much as he used them, but the problem was they didn't calculate just how that shit crazy he really was you know it i i've been saying to uh I, i've been saying on some various social media chief inspector who could have ever wondered who could have ever foreseen that the monster would have killed herr dr frankenstein exactly and it's exactly what's happening the monster is finally coming around to take them all I know I'm repeating myself, but I mean, um, it's this fucking hope these guys have, you know, fallen to the siren of manipulating the gullible. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just so that the, uh, you know, big pharma and, uh, big oil, big tech, whatever can continue doing as they're doing in the background without anybody noticing, they put up, uh, a distraction basically. Like since Reagan, it's just basically that's been their modus operandi. Put a front guy up so that everybody will look at him and all the stuff he's doing. Well, we do just uh, business as usual in the background. Yeah. And this guy uh, we put in place, so, well, he's going to make life easier for us, hopefully without anybody noticing. So... Being that we're getting to the top of the hour, and um, I want to see about kind of wrapping closer to the to our correct time. There's one last thing to uh, to cover very quickly, directly related to the topic. We know full well that we've got people who have been at the center, at the focus of an absolute abuse of power and authority. And yes, I am, I am talking specifically about, you know, the capital. But, you know, it's, it's far and away more than that. We know full well, like I said, you know, the Catholic Church, many churches have got this. Almost any organization can have abuse. And unfortunately, the vast, I can't say that there are a non-zero number where there is abuse of authority. Again, a... I, I, I insist. I, it's not an abuse of authority. It's the other way around. It's an abuse of a human state, which is one of dependence and gullibility. Well, I think what... I think the, the point here, though, is that people need to be held account for you know, for what they need to be held to account for what they have done and punished appropriately. And that is the only way that we're going to get past this and work through it as a country. And it's going to take decades to fix this stuff. But with, you know, Susan Collins saying, oh, she was so concerned, but didn't vote to impeach the first time. She's part of the problem. Um, You know, she can take her concern and shove it up her ass. Um, you've got people like Rand Paul that are saying, well, if you go ahead and convict him, you know, that's going to 
destroy the country and tear it apart. And it's like, no, it's going to tear it apart for not holding these people to account. We can't just forgive and forget and let it go because the next time it's going to be worse. And the only way that, that people are going to heal is to, you know, do what we have to and punish these people appropriately and then move on from there. Um, it's, it's kind of like, uh, there was a post on Tracy's, you know, wall earlier of uh, telling people to, you know, ignore it and, and move past it and, and forgive it is like, you know, a, uh, you know, spouse trying to leave an abuser and being told, no, you need to stay there for the good of the family. No. And talk about disingenuous as hell after all they've done over the past years. Mm-hmm. Trying to condemn Hillary Clinton for what? It's a gate. <laughs> what? For three or four, I'm sorry, a, a, a handful of people who died as opposed to currently more than one 9-11 attack a day yeah. dead. Yeah. That could have otherwise been solved months ago, but that's, that's a whole other piece. Abdication of authority there, that's for damn sure. Yeah. Let me pitch this um, to all you guys real quick to, uh, uh, to kind of have a, a last thing on this. I remember, I remember seeing stores where you could go in and they had a candy counter. An honest to God, actual candy counter. I worked at a place where there, there was an actual honest to God candy counter. Thank you very much. And there were signs. Shoplifters will be punished. Here's the important part. To the fullest extent of the law. My question for all you guys to finish off with is, should that not be the current way to punish this situation? Yes. Nobody else? Really? Come on? Uh, well, for the time being, yeah, I mean... Oh, I had myself muted. I said, yeah. Sorry? When you're, when you're an authoritarian, um, yeah, the rules are for others. The rules are for the followers. The rules are for that other out-group. Um, yeah, that has to end. I mean, um, level playing ground, same rules for all. What we won't see is we won't see any politician's head on the chopping block. We won't see them in an electric chair or in front of a firing squad. Okay, we won't see that. Because they have money. And they have power. I guarantee you they have dirt on somebody somewhere to help them out. You'll see that kind of thing happen to the general public. Because they're not rich. They don't have the power. So, like just Joey said, or Joseph said, you know, that happens to the people. The people are the ones who get punished. The authoritans, they don't truly get punished. Honestly, it should be the fullest extent of the law. And the full extent of the law, if you're found guilty of treason against this country, can be a death sentence. Yeah. I would love to see 
the politicians who helped enable this process, and there aren't any, um, end up being brought up on charges of treason. Watch their faces change when they realize that no amount of money that they have, no amount of money, uh, no amount of who's who in their circle can protect them from the fullest extent of the law. They, the, our freaking government would change overnight in terms of how they behave behind in, in those, uh, in, in the Capitol building and, you know, the, in, in, in the Senate and so on and so forth. They would change when they found themselves suddenly accountable. So, yeah, I would love to see them prosecuted to the full extent of the law. It ain't going to happen. It ain't. And that's the sad part. And that's, in a way, part of one of the reasons why so many of those people were there. Because they were fed up with the people as they, the, the politicians that they perceived to be breaking law, not being held accountable. Even though they were looking at the wrong, in some cases, at the wrong politicians. Yeah, there's there's a there's a lot still behind uh, all of this stuff, and um, there's a lot of stuff that I think collectively, I can say that we are all still really, really upset for, and probably still going to be for quite a while to come. By the time we go back on the air again next week. Who's in charge changes. Who is in the population will not. And we've already seen what they've done. For us to think that it's all going to change as soon as inauguration happens. Oh, no. Oh, no. I think we can all agree. We're not done with this. And it's entirely possible it will get worse before Mm -hmm. it gets better. I can promise you it will. For any of you who are in areas where there is a great, a great state's capital, the the upcoming week or two or three, please be careful. Please be attentive. For those of you that are in law enforcement, we don't like what the organizational system has created. But if you are those people who have a duty and responsibility and believe in it, do the duty and responsibility correctly, please. And for those of you at the top of the pyramids, you are known. Digital dog cow said it. All is known in this day and age sooner or later information is found it's just a matter of time if there's one thing that we've learned from a ragtag collection of reprobates on 4chan if people want to find that information they're gonna find that information oh yeah
I don't want to leave on a scary note, but I'm gonna. Whatever the hell was going on with the panic buttons. I'm waiting to hear what in the hell happened with all that. It sounds fishy as hell. And with everything else going on, if it turns out that what we've got is fish, it's fair to say that there are going to be a lot of people scared out of their minds and are going to go ahead and do exactly what I said. The fullest extent of the law. It's good that we've got pretty much a lockdown on most international travel because your ass is going to stay right here. Let's go ahead and just wrap it up and get on out of here. I, I apologize. I don't, I don't, I've been trying not to monologue at the end, but this is one of those times I'm, I'm sorry. I know it's my show, my rules, whatever the hell. I I try to do that. (laughs) Thank you all for being part of this all tonight, Uh, especially you guys over in the chat. I I apologize that I didn't respond as much tonight for you guys over there. Uh, I did not get any more than four hours sleep last night, and that wasn't until about 8.30 local for me. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little off my game. Hence the reason for the coffee. So guys over in chat, Felix, Stephanie, thank you. Really do appreciate it. Hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and, uh, please stay safe. Joseph, thank you kindly. You have yourself a, a good morning and, uh, a safe week over there with everything going on. Yeah, you too, sir. It's going to be a lonely week at work, I think. Yeah, because we're uh, from Monday. Everybody has to be home at six o'clock. <sighs> stay safe. Stay healthy out there, man. Don't worry about you. Yeah, you too, sir. <laughs> I'm cooped up indoors. I got nowhere to go. Yeah, same here. We have the new variant that's running around here <sighs> now, and so <laughs> yeah. So I'm that not going to look forward anywhere. To. Tech, thank you. You take care of yourself, you dirty, filthy animal, you. Yeah, well. It, <laughs> I shower, damn it. I'm glad one of us does. I did evolve from a uh, 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 filthy monkey. Uh, did I say the line wrong? You didn't. I, I you did evolve from a filthy monkey man. Yes, I did. There you go. There we go. By the way, if you haven't listened to them recently, they got the real Farnsworth to do the quote. They did. The guy who does the voice of Farnsworth actually called them and gave them a voice recording of him doing the quote. The real deal. I will have to check that out sometime soon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, apparently one of their listeners had a connection, knew how to get in touch with the guy. The guy went, sure, I'll do it. And he, he, he did, uh, both Farnsworth and Zoidberg. That would be Billy West, if I remember right. Yes. Yes. All right. That's pretty impressive. And, and you know, that's freaking impressive. Um, 
you know, I want to point out something that needs to be said. I have my moments where I look at humanity and go, Oh God, it's a lost cause. And I look at uh, other moments. I go, I really hope for the best for humanity. And I really do want the human species to become better and, you know, continue uh, along the lines and everything else. But we, you know, what's going on here in the States, it's not just happening here. We've got it going on in multiple other countries right now, in other <coughs> little areas and big areas as well. Um, for those of you who haven't been doing so, make sure you check alternate news publications that cover other sections of the world and such and see what else is going on. See that it's this is not unique to the United States of America, even if... Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, statement didn't convince you of that. There's stuff going on right now, like in India and so on, that is just as bad as what we're going through here. We're not alone, people. Sure, we're separated by mountains and bodies of water, different beliefs in terms of religions or lack thereof. But we're not alone. And we're all making some of the same mistakes. Let's learn from it, please. Fair enough. <laughs> Joe, you two men, you take care of yourself and uh, stay warm. Mm, it's white outside. Um, I have to say, speaking as somebody who is mostly apolitical, There are people on both sides right now who are doing some pretty stupid shit, overreacting, stuff like that. And a lot of the most reasonable voices, which is the vast majority in this country, the problem is that we're not very, we're generally soft spoken because we're reasonable. And we're getting drowned out. It's a tough situation that we're in, but here's to hoping they blow their fucking vocal cords out soon enough. Both of you. Fair enough. Fair enough. You stay safe, man. Yep. Bridget, thank you. You, uh, you have yourself a, a, a good, I, I did sort of mention you on a, on a social media thing at one point where somebody had talked about Mike Pence and I said, I got a co-host that every week gets the opportunity because it's exactly where she's from who gets to say, fuck Mike Pence. Yes, you do. Glad you're able to make it. You take care of yourself. Stay warm. Stay safe, huh? Yeah. The, the only thing that I have, the you know, only last thing that I have to say is, you know, a lot of these people who participated that are going to subsequently be brought up on felony charges and not, you know, realizing that what they did was actually a bad thing. Um, 
if, if they are, you end up being convicted of felonies, they have lost their right to vote. How's that for irony? And somebody else had also pointed out um, gun ownership. That too. Yeah. 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 Now that you're a felon, um, you're, <laughs> we're coming for guns now. Yeah. But that's just you. Kind of. Yeah, kind of, I mean, kind of sad that, you know, people didn't realize the, the ramifications of what they were doing. Yeah, and that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But you take care of yourself again. I will, you too. As always, if you'd like to go ahead and get the audio version of the podcast, that is over at holycrapthevlogcast.com, along with all of our contact info if you want to try to get in touch with us. If you'd like to leave a voicemail message, the phone number is 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. And for anybody who has a uh, a podcast of their own also, if you would like to see about joining us on air sometime, join us over on the Discord server and uh, let us know. We can see about uh, having folks on every once in a while. I've got uh, I've got one request that's still kind of pending, so we'll see what happens. Item last, really quickly, as was said, and as I try to remind everybody, you are not alone. There's nothing wrong with feeling lonely. Please don't ever, for a moment, think that you're alone. I did specifically add a channel over in the uh, uh, over in the Discord server for us for I Need a Voice. If you are in need of talking to folks just because, or even if it's a matter that you just want to listen to folks talk, there's nothing creepy with that. Seriously. Just chime in. Let us know. And for those of us that can, we'll be on the voice channel so you can talk or just listen. Because we're all in this together. So, with that, you all take very good care of yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. In the meantime, as always, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. My lady, 15 and a half years on, I am still in love. Matane Fujin. I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Till the next time we get together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.